Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number one of the Get Right. We're Reds and KG on 105. Three the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you on your turn it on, leaving on stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation full four hours with you tonight, a lot to get to. NBA playoff action already underway between the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Lakers Warriors later on tonight. Can LeBron and company Close out the Warriors, or will the Warriors stave off elimination for one night before they go back to Los Angeles? Tyler Batiste of The Athletic, he joins us at 820, talking all things NBA, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reginald, or excuse me, at Reg Atatula on Twitter, if you want to get at us there. Got a lot to have fun with tonight as a busy night, busy day so far. Rangers get the win. Over the Seattle Mariners, they take two or three from the Mariners in on the road. Win a series, remain first place. Sounds like a great day to me. I mean, I guess I can't technically say it's a good day under Jared Sandler um, parlance because oh, okay. the Astros yeah, yeah. managed to uh, finish out their game against the Angels today. But don't worry about that. Rangers still in first place. No need to worry about teams that are below you. Well, a fantastic, uh, another fantastic outing from Dane Dunning, who's made its way back into the starting rotation from the bullpen. It, what a fantastic, uh, what a fantastic arm he's had for this team, right? Like, because we talked about the rotation, and we started. I mean, really, since the signings of the guys that you brought in, you talk about, you know, Jacob Degrom. You talk about Evaldi. We've had a lot of conversations about what happens if and or when you know injuries happen, and Dane Dunning being able to you know stretch out a little bit and become a starting pitcher again with the form that he's had has been so helpful, so useful uh, for this team, especially when you go up against a Seattle Mariners team that has been good, very good this season, and he can have a very dominant performance. After a Marcus Simeon home run in the top of the third, tied it at one, Nathaniel Lowe gave the Rangers a lead that, that they would not relinquish for the rest of the day. Castillo set with that light-colored glove of the belt. Full count, nobody out. Grossman goes again, the 3-2. Low hammers one up the alley, left center field. That's trouble. Grossman on the move, wound second. He's heading to third. Low up to second with a double. They're sending Grossman home. The relay throw is cut off. Robbie Grossman scores standing up. And on the 11th pitch of the at-bat, Nathaniel Lowe with an RBI double. And the Rangers' lead is 2-1. to one. Jared Sandler on the call on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers radio network. Nathaniel Lowe's double to center field scores Robbie Grossman. That gave the Rangers a 2-1 lead, as I mentioned, that they would not relinquish. Dane Dunning, six innings, six hits, two earned runs, five strikeouts on the day. Gets the win, 4-3 for the Rangers. 22-14 now in the AL West. First place 
in the AL West are your Texas Rangers. Marcus Simeon, two for five on the day. He had a home run, two RBI, scored a run as well. Dane Dunning now, 3-0 and on the year, 1.72 ERA. You love to see it. For the you Rangers. Really uh, Mr. Smith getting the save for your Rangers as well. Four runs on 13 hits for your Texas Rangers. Again, being able to get a road win, a road series win as well. Good guys playing some good baseball right now. Hey, man, what what did we talk about in the midst of the terrible, no good, very bad series against the Cincinnati Reds? Like, oh, man, here comes, you know, a real test Uh of a run for your Rangers coming up. And, you know, obviously the roller coaster that is the marathon of a a MLB season. We were looking at it and we're like, oh, man, I don't know how they're going to do. Three wins off of the Yankees uh, that you split with the Diamondbacks. You win the series against the Angels. You win the series against the Mariners um, before you head to play Oakland. Right? Like, this is, they have handled this incredibly well. And when you talk about a measuring stick um, type of run in the season, they've really answered the call in the midst of missing their two best bats, in the midst of their, your ace going down. Like, you have done incredibly. And this is still early on in the season where I'm sure Bruce Bochy is still in some ways figuring out. Uh, the handle that he wants to have on this team in the midst of having some, you know, the, the bullpen, the the issues with the construction of your built bullpen rearing their ugly heads in some ways. Like, this is fascinating and fantastic. And I really do wonder, text in on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. What are your aspirations for where the Rangers can go? And is mm. it different than where you start in the season? Mm. Again, I understand we are 36 games into 162. Mm-hmm. Kind of wild to start doing this. But for me personally, I have started trying to maybe not already adjust my expectations, but I'm already starting to take stock of are we looking at something that is a little bit bigger than even what I anticipated early, you know, with the optimistic uh, eyes or, you know, glasses that anybody looks at a season with when you're coming in. But you look at the vulnerability that the Astros have shown when you talk about they lost Verlander. They still had a lot of great starting pitchers, but they've had injuries and they've had a few dudes maybe not show up in the ways that they needed to. Plus, they also have had injuries in the field. Altuve still hasn't played. I believe Michael Brantley is still out. out of like they're, you know, They have some things where they are vulnerable. You look around. Um, you, this, this team just beat up on the Mariners in some ways, right? Like You look around and they are sitting in first place. And again, a lot of season left to go. But is this a team that you view as... Not even just having a possibility for content for a wild card, but maybe even really having a chance at playing for that AL West title. Well, here's what's interesting. As we mentioned, you know, the Rangers now 22 and 14. They've got arguably their hottest pitcher coming to the mound tomorrow when they take on the Oakland A's, where they begin a four game series with them. Nathan Evaldi going to be on the mound for the Texas Rangers. They got a chance to run it up here. We know how bad the A's are at this point. Mm-hmm. If you could find yourself taking three of four on the road against Oakland, now you get to come home for a series, a three-game series starting on Monday where you welcome in the Atlanta Braves who are boat racing the NL East right now. That, to me, is a series that you look at and say, okay, you want to talk about measuring stick, one of the best teams in all of baseball, and the Atlanta Braves get to come to Globe Life Field. You can really see – how your baseball team stacks up against one of the best teams in all of baseball. So we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. This team has my attention. They still have my attention, yeah. but now you're starting to feel like, well, maybe they can put it together a little bit and you've got a chance to really make things difficult for the AL West, at least early on in this portion of the season 
if you handle business on the road against the Oakland Athletics before you take on the Atlanta Braves for a three-game series, and then you get the Colorado Rockies coming in for a three-game series starting next Friday. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they are going to be able to do from the 817. I want to see how we compete against the Braves. Yeah, the Braves have been really good this year. Shout out to our friend Rachel uh, from the 972 said she had faith uh, and continues to have faith that they would outperform expectations, and right now they're getting it done. Now, two questions. The two questions that I believe I have Mm -hmm. were brought up pretty quickly on the truckwreck.com text line, and I really appreciate um, these questions from the 214. Barring any catastrophic injuries mid and late season, they say ALCS. Ooh. I love I love that uh, that optimism. Keep that Ooh. as long as you can keep it. But yes, the injury problem, or like maybe not problem, but concerns for injuries, yeah. always there, right? You, you're you in a place where, you Seager's know, still out right now. Seager's still out. Mitch Garver's still out. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Jacob deGrom is on a 15-day IL, if I remember That's correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, I don't know how much concern I actually have for DeGrom at this instance because I do think that if he returns and is mostly healthy throughout the rest of the season, I understand how naive that can sound, but please rock with me. I mean, right? Bochy said it's going to be at least a couple, two to three more weeks before we see Jacob DeGrom back. So we're talking about possibly, you know, early June sure. when we see him back on the mound for the Rangers. But if this doesn't end up being like, oh, one of three you know, in one of those types of situations, sure. I we could still see where this is a really productive season for him. The other one, and I think this is a really good one from the 940, is the absolutely dominant run production sustainable. That is the question, right? Because you have had the really good pitching that you've had paired with incredible offensive production in the face of missing, as we mentioned earlier, Mitch Garver, Corey Seager. Um, the Ezekiel Durans of the world. Obviously, Josh Young has done a lot in trying to carry some of, you know, the weight here. Um, and I can just go on and on naming guys, but we've seen a lot of guys step up. I mean, Jankowski at one point. Like, these are guys that we were looking at, and I don't know if anybody was super excited about that being on the roster. And those guys are coming up to the plate and really producing in a way that I don't know that anybody thought possible. I mean, even jo- Jonah Heim, who was borderline all-star last season. Spectacular so right, far He this started year. off so incredible, and I don't yeah. think that it's like some of this is like anomalous type, you know, play, even though I think he's doing incredible. Um, how much can you expect that to sustain over 162? So, like, where is the normalization for this offense? Because I still, I, I don't think the, I don't think the pitching is anomalous, right? I think that the pitching can be what this is. Where does the runs, you know, the run production normalize to? And then once that gets there, what is the, what does that pairing look like against the average team or against the good teams? That's what I'm looking for to then maybe be able to determine how far this team can go when it comes to AL contention, AL West contention, mm-hmm. and then maybe even possibly beyond. Yeah, because you don't want to continue to put this offense in positions where they're going to have to score six, seven, eight runs a game to protect that bullpen that hasn't been good so far this year to keep this team in game. So the Rangers, as I mentioned, seven and three in their last 10. They take two or three from Seattle. They're on the road still when they take on Oakland. You take three or four there before you come home and take on the Atlanta Braves. That's going to be a hell of a series between the Rangers and in the Atlanta Braves at Globe Life Field. Again, the Rangers are second in the AL right now in run differential. So scoring a bunch of runs, winning a bunch oh, yeah. of ball Chicks games. love the dog ball. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, CA. That's right, CA. That's right. Speaking of winning, stars. Let's talk about it. Last night, they get to the win. Cut number six. Shout out to Jamie Benn on the power play getting it done last night. They had two shots on their first opportunity. Hence. To Ben, toe drag, wrist shot, score! Jamie Ben snaps one home on the fly on the power play. Dallas has the early lead. ESPN on the call last night. Your stars even up the series 
at two games apiece as they take game four on the road over the Seattle Kraken. Shout out to Jake Ottinger bouncing back in game number four. Stars win six to three as the series comes back to the American Airlines Center for game number five as the Stars at one point were up five to one. Yeah in this game against Seattle. Yeah, Oninger, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about how he bounces back after losses, especially like poor performances for him. And he was really good. I, I don't know if I'm just prone to like negative thinking, but like when he, when those those last couple of goals that were given up, you know, once this game was pretty much salted away, um, I don't know, they kind of got me in a place where I was like, oh, is, is this completely fixed? But obviously the, it's a different type of game, right? Playing with, you know, that kind of lead. Um fascinating stuff from the captain right like Jamie Ben not only one getting the goal that you played there but also like being a little bit in the way to the point of like a discussion of interference goalie interference um to help facilitate another like I've I've loved the way that this whole team has come together the you know the line adjustments that have been made by Peter Boer uh all of this to say um I do all of that praising to then bring this back around to I would very much love if Jace Robertson could please step up to the podium here soon like i'm i'm getting we're really waiting. nervous because we're still waiting i don't know about you like i've looked at the odds of this and like the stars remain kind of like third fourth when it comes to like odds to win you know hoist lord stanley's cup and i think that goes up if you have jace robertson playing well right like and that's that's not even something that is like amazing to say hey one of your best players if not your best player should probably be playing well if you want to win the championship yeah Duh, right? But I, we need to start seeing it because this is not the Jason Robertson that we saw in the regular season, and it's very frustrating. Whether it's power play, whether it's five on five, full strength, like I, it it it, it boggles the mind to think that um, you will be able to win the whole thing without his production, and it's it's been sorely missed. Obviously, you've been able to find great stuff from the likes of Hans, why Johnston, mm-hmm. um, Dadanov. Max Domi, in, in fact, had a fantastic goal. Like a lot of guys are contributing, yeah. mm-hmm. but like when you have a guy of that magnitude, it would I would really behoove him to like step up to the plate to then make all of that other production even more fruitful um, as you go further along in this uh, this playoff race. And I think you said the key for me: you cannot ultimately get where you want to go unless Jason Robertson comes along with you. I mean, it's been great to see Pavelski and the way that he's turned things around since the concussion that he suffered, scoring a bunch of goals. You know, you've got a bounce-back performance from Jake Ottinger in Game 4 to allow you an opportunity to get back home ice and now come back to the American Airlines Center with a chance to take a three-games-to-two lead. But Robertson has got to come along uh, to be able to help this team be able to get ultimately where they want to go, and that's continuing to go deep into these Western Conference playoffs in the NHL. Also, very obvious, but like, oh, okay, I see what y'all was talking about this Miro thing, right? Like when Miro gets hit, gets hit in the face with a puck and misses a significant amount of the game. Yeah, that kind of we saw the way that the help. defense fell off a cliff, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't feel fully understand. And then he comes back, and I'm like, okay, now that I'm looking for it, I see the ways that like uh, Ottinger feels more comfortable, the ways that the defense kind of solidifies. The effect of Miro Haskinen is evident when he's on the ice defensively for this team. So, shout out to Miro Haskinen. Uh, here you go, eight one seven, because you wanted to see or you wanted to hear some Rupe Hints. Well, here you go, Rupe Hints was doing his thing last night too. Chips it to the goal line. A minute to go in the second. Alexia stick lift by Hints. Off to Van Rish shot save. The rebound score. Rupe Hints. His stick lift created the turnover, and his hustle goal gets the four goal lead back for Dallas. 
That made it five to one. So Rupa Hintz getting into the act last night as well. Stars get the win six to three in game number four. Game number five will be tomorrow night at the American Airlines Center. How about this? At 830. <laughs> uh, make sure, you know, see if you can get a nap in in the middle of the day. Oh, man. You know, make sure, maybe get some coffee. Have Mind some, you that uh, young energy drink. <laughs> late start time. At something the, like that. You know, make sure in the intermissions, AC. get up, go go for a little walk. That's right. You got 10 minutes. That's you know I mean? right. Keep yourself energized. That's right. Also, real quick, as we've gone pretty much around the Metroplex in some of these sports, uh-huh. shout out to FC Dallas, who takes on Nashville S- uh, SC, rather. Um, in the Open Cup, U.S. Open Cup tonight. Okay. So yeah, a lot of a lot of DFW sports dominance happening, and hopefully FC Dallas can continue that as well. It's the get right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fans. Speaking of dominance, the Lakers up three games to one have a chance to close out the Golden State Warriors, or will Stephen Curry and company stave off elimination? Stave for at least one night. Lakers Warriors will get you ready for that game. And get you caught up on the neat, the Hickson. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Knicks and the Heat. That's what you said the first time. Next on the Get Right. This segment of The Fan is brought to you by Franklin Frankel. Life is unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one have been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817-333-3333. The Heat and the Knicks playing in game number five. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. As the Lakers and the Warriors play a little bit later on tonight. Who can stave off elimination will get stave. you ready for the NBA playoffs. That's the word of the day. That's right. Uh, later on tonight. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Mm-hmm. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. Got a lot to get to in the NBA playoffs because the Knicks and the Heat already underway at Madison Square Garden as the Heat up three games to one looking to finish off Jalen Brunson and company. Before they might get the Mavericks, uh, you know, first round pick. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at Atul, if you want to get at us on Twitter. All NBA teams were announced as well. We'll let you know who made first, second, and third team all NBA. Luca as- made first team. <laughs> I Look, people don't have to wait for that one. Luca Luca's the first team all NBA. We'll talk was, about the rest later. Yes, we will. No, I know. It's a tease. I get it. But, like, you know, no need to wait on that one. Jeez. Just spoil numbers. That's all right. Um, They're going to stay anyway. It's to get right. They they are. Hang with us. That's right. Number one night show I heard at one point. I heard about that. I mean, we're live and local. I don't know where where else you're going to find us in Dallas. Live and local sports talk in Dallas. Only. In the nights? I mean, you better better tap in. Park it right here. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. And on YouTube at 105 through the fan on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button while you are there uh, for the uh, 682 Reggie, why don't you correct your man off the mic? Laugh out loud is pronounced rope, not rupe. Um, well, first is- of all, I don't know if I had any room to correct KG because sometimes <laughs> I'd be saying rupe. And uh, I, again, <laughs> actually, let me take this opportunity with the platform that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Rope hints, I apologize for sometimes calling you rupe. Same. I mean no disrespect. And one thing I could tell you, I can't face the times that I said rupe, but I will do my best, do my damnedest to be better. 
and call you Rope. Rope hits. Yeah, there we go. Goal last night for mm-hmm. the Stars. Mm-hmm. Stars tied at 2-2. Game five tomorrow. Also, points leader for the team in the in these playoffs. He Rope has been very, very, very good. Very good. Very good. Shout out to the 8.30 start time tomorrow. I look, I'm fine. But I, I feel I feel for all okay. y'all that be having to wake up earlier. So so here's the thing. As we talk about you know tonight's playoff game, we're going to work backwards because Knicks and the Heat are already underway. We're going to get you ready for Lakers-Warriors. Here's the thing. I have picked one series in these NBA playoffs for each round that I've like locked in on. Oh, and then you've just been like, I'll catch up on the rest? I'll catch up on the rest. That's a very realistic way of going about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know that I'm not going to be able to get all of these done. So instead of doing everything half-ass, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this one. Yeah. This one series, uh-huh. whole ass. That's right. Full ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ass. You know what to do. Wow. Uh, you mark all of that. You make sure you wrap that up in a pretty bow. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, but yeah. One whole ass segment. Yep. Or uh, series. Yep. 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 Yeah. I'm uh, with you. The first one in the first round for me was the Knicks and the Cavaliers. Yeah, you L- sure were locked, locked in, in on Knicks. that one. Woo. I was fascinated by the Knicks and the Cavaliers. Could, you know, the Cavaliers who got, you know, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. What could they do against Jalen Brunson and the Knicks? And Jalen Brunson's like, well, I got this. Uh, and they won that first round series. The second round, though, I said the series I'm locking in on Lakers, Warriors. This might be the final time we get Steph and LeBron. Facing each other in the NBA playoffs. That's right, 972. I'm 36. That's right. Look, and here's the reason why I picked that one too, because it's it's late. Mm-hmm. So I know if I really want to watch this, like I gotta keep myself, you know, up and having the energy. Yeah. Because- do you have any tips or tricks for folks? How how do you keep yourself awake, Mister um, Father, with a full time job? Um, well, you do a four hour radio show, mm-hmm. and then you go home, mm-hmm. catch you that you know young Celsius or whatever it is that you need to get to, okay, um, to be able to stay up to watch the rest of the game, or if you are able to get home before the game starts, get that dinner in, maybe wait an hour, get that young energy drink going, good to go okay. for the next, you know, three, four hours right. because I got to watch a little bit of Inside the NBA afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you, you got to know what the talking points are. Exactly, afterwards. exactly. Uh, can you give any of these um, any of these tips to LeBron James? Because one thing I have like noticed. Like he need them. You, well, look, <laughs> some, some of that I hear. But some of, like, the one thing, well, not the one thing, but one of the things that I've noticed in this is like, oh, this is not the LeBron James that we've gotten used to. Like, Correct. he can dial it up from time to time, but there's a lot of energy saving. There's a lot of just not looking like uh, the the formerly otherworldly player that he was. And that is not shade because he's still very, very good at basketball. But it is very evident that this thing is built built entirely on the excellence of Anthony Davis and then what your role players then bring to bring to the table. Obviously LeBron James has the role that he plays with the, you know, the knowledge that he has, right? Like breaking up that hammer play that the Warriors threw out there at the very end of the game. Knew it was coming. LeBron James <laughs> is like, I've seen this one before. Uh, mm-hmm. I know how to stop this one. But when it comes down to like the talent, their capabilities, man, Anthony Davis has been so huge, massive in this series. And who knew that a former San Antonio Spur who lost his spot in the rotation at the beginning of the year, sparingly played throughout the course of the year, really hadn't played much in these playoffs, would show up in the fourth quarter and do what he had to do. Lonnie Walker the fourth with 15 big points in the fourth quarter, now having the Lakers on the brink of eliminating a Golden State Warrior team that had a double-digit lead in game four, Lakers, though, locked down defensively as the night went on in the fourth quarter. And now going into tonight's game, 
Warriors are going to need a vintage performance from Stephen Curry, who had a monster triple-double in Game 4. Oh, no, 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 no. I actually disagree. No, they're, his, his they're passing not, was incredible. They're, they're not going to need a vintage performance from Steph Curry. They're going to need a vintage performance from Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole, if you can call any of that vintage. And Did Dr- you hear the report and, after the game about Andrew that? Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Right, like, the thing about this Warriors team is that everything looks so hard, which is in some, uh, some respects a credit to the Lakers and their defense, but in some aspects is also a very clear indication of just how much this thing is built around Steph and Steph alone and how mm-hmm. much the other parts are failing him. Because Steph is out here doing this solo dole. And yes, 940, I think Braun is dealing with an injury as well, but he's also older. And I, I give room for both of those things to exist. And I guess I did. I was not trying to shade him and talking about the ways that he's different, just trying to point to it. But yes, uh, Steph Curry, still in Incredible, but this is more. This is the most that he has had to singularly carry a team, I think, ever in his career. Um, but uh, he's he's out here looking like Davidson Steph again, and that's like all of at I thirty five mean, years old. I mean that in all of the ways possible, including that these other dudes are not on his level. Yeah, and like that is kind of tough in the ways that you know you talk about the Warriors as a dynasty. And I know Steve Kerr says that he does not view this as a last dance type situation, but I do. Well, I'm looking around and I'm like, hey man. If it's not the last dance for Steph, which I do not think it is. It might be for Draymond. Draymond, it definitely feels like it. Clay Thompson, it might, should be. And then Jordan Poole. Hey, man. Yo. He got, he cashed out and was like, what y'all expect? What more y'all expect? So did you see the report after the game? I don't believe I did. Please tell me. Apparently there was a little bit of tension in the Warriors locker room after game four with the ire toward Jordan Poole because he's been out here looking raggedy in these playoffs, specifically in this series and all the money that you're talking about that he's making 30 mil more importantly for them he has got to be the spark off the bench offensively and he has simply not been that at all and the wild thing about it is even if he is the spark right like best case scenario jordan Poole, spark off the bench giving you bench scoring is that worth what he gives up on defense right like i think that this the equation on this is so so off for him and this is the way that the Warriors have just been this place where, like, we got to kind of keep going on this. We got to keep pushing this forward. And that's really tough for them because, like, this, th- we've come to find out, and hindsight is twenty twenty. It gives you, like, the best vision of what's happening. We look back, at, at least I look back on it, and I don't want to speak off for everyone else, but I look back at all this, and I'm like, oh, wow, so much of this was built solely on Steph Curry. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. man, look at the Splash Brothers and all the shooting. Yeah, yeah, all of that was because... Steph Curry was doing those things and everybody else ate off of it and they, you know, they continue to push the ball, you know, keep the ball rolling and push the ball forward on those things. But it started with Steph. And as the other things around him have faded and not, you know, become a little less consistent, he remains the consistent thing. The problem is that how is now you ask yourself, how much can the 6'3 guard who has otherworldly scoring, who can get to the rim and all those things, how much can he now overcome the rest of the aging team and get over a team that is really good on defense? that is getting the best out of their number one player at least more often than not right mm-hmm. now and that is also getting the types of game the types of performances that steal games which is your role player stepping up you mentioned Lonnie Walker and you asked who could have seen this coming apparently Lonnie Walker Lonnie Walker been waiting and biding his time for this opportunity by the way Lonnie Walker one of the most sympathetic figures that I found in these playoffs right you talk about a dude who 
if you don't remember him or if you don't recall him, is because the last time you saw him or you probably remembered him, he was playing with the San Antonio Spurs with a big old updo That's of hair. Right. And he cut that hair off when he fully came to terms with apparently some sexual assault that he had that was, you know, uh, that was done upon him when he was a child, right? Like he lost his position when it comes to like playing big minutes and he has done nothing but work really hard to get back to that place. And when his number was called, he was like, I am going to do exactly what you asked me to do. And he seems like a good guy through it. Real really great sympathetic dude uh on all of this and they get him to pop up they get Austin Reeves to pop up when they need to who other do uh, Rui Hachimura every once in a while thinks that he's Allen Iverson right? Austin like, Reeves uh, so it's this is just like the this is a, a behemoth in a way for the Warriors to go up against because they're playing a team that has a lot of defense and is getting the timely performances I think the Warriors are cooked outside of the idea that they play well at home you know what was interesting though about game four which was the best game of this series between these two teams it was a throwback to 2016 because what did we see in the fourth quarter? LeBron hunting Stephen Curry, bringing him into action and said, come get this. Mm-hmm. Come get this work and see if you can handle it. And Hey, Steph, come here. Yeah. And what happened? Which is funny because <laughs> the narrative coming into this series was Steph versus LeBron. And I kind of tried to swap that away. It's like, hey, Anthony Davis is the best player on this team. And, of course, the idea that you're playing team versus team, not individual player. That game actually was Steph versus LeBron because on the entire game – on offense, the Warriors were saying, we are going to try and match up Hunt to get LeBron and make his 38-year-old bones guard mm-hmm. and work the whole t- whole time. And then on the other end, the Lakers were like, hey, bring Steph Curry over here and we're going to make his 35-year-old bones work <laughs> and guard. And it really was LeBron is Le- LeBron and Steph going back and forth. That Walking was kind down of incredible. Steph in the fourth quarter. And next, you know, Lonnie Walker hitting jumpers. Mm-hmm. And you give the Lakers credit defensively for the way that they were locked down. Stephen Curry in the end because Anthony Davis went full Kevin Love in the final seconds of that game, having his whole moment being able to allow or not allow Stephen Curry to be able to knock it down. Uh, by the way, here's the report. Real quick. I was mentioning a little bit earlier about the whole Jordan Poole situation. Yes, please. Uh, this comes, I believe, from Warriors uh, on NBC. Check this out about what tensions were apparently felt after game four for the Warriors. Jordan end up saying because we need to acknowledge that this hasn't been a great series for him maybe not even a great postseason for him something has happened to his shot it's just not there we know that he has a good shot but why is he struggling now why is he a little bit uncomfortable just reviewing some of the things he said it's a pretty short answers my shot I don't know if I knew I would tell you he didn't want to talk about himself he kept saying we have a game in a couple of days I asked him I was like Jordan we know your work ethic is good when you feel like you're in a little bit of a funk when things don't seem normal what do you do and are you getting back in the gym and he said well my work ethic doesn't change my routine doesn't change maybe opportunity changes but you can only control what you can control so the frustration very clear coming through from Jordan Poole and then when we all backed out the music started again and there was some some tension breaking laughter in the room as reporters and Jordan kind of digested as Kareth Burke of uh, NBC huh. covering the Warriors there, detailing what was happening with Jordan Poole after uh, the game was over with. So I wonder how much of that is just like losing does that to you. But also, like, I can see how that dude and the pressures of all that might break. I realize that we did the whole segment on Lakers Warriors, did not talk about Nick's Heat. I apologize. Also, great question from the 469. Would you compare the current Lakers to the 2011 Mavericks, KG? Um... No, no, because, I mean, when Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis, he's arguably the best center in the league, even with respect to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the best center. 
but Anthony Davis on both ends of the floor when he's locked in is as good as any in the league. And so you're saying Dirk wasn't the best power forward when he was locked in? No, my point is you've got Anthony wow, Davis. Wow, you hear that Dirk slander from KG? Nope, That's crazy. That, don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> that is not good business here in the Metroplex. That is not what I was doing. I'm about to get you run out of town. Don't do that. Hard I kind of like this job. Thank you. Um, but you got AD and LeBron James. The Mavericks simply didn't have two top, you know, 20 players in the league on their team. They had one singular dude who put the entire franchise and Metroplex on his back and took him to a championship with all due respect to Tyson Chandler, Jet Terry, you know, and all the guys that Jason Kidd and everyone helped. Uh, there it is. See what you're doing? The ember the ember has been uh, caught. Nope. We're gonna start a nope. fire. Mm-mm. No, we're not doing that. We're gonna get KG canceled today. We're not we're not doing that. You might not. <laughs> Lakers Warriors tonight, game five. Meanwhile, the Knicks and the Heat are now at halftime in their game. Knicks up by three, 50 to 47 as they look to stave off. Stave elimination. Coming up next here, where I know I will be back on this show, despite Reginald Attitude's attempts to unless get me gets, out of here. Unless he gets canceled for Hayden Dirk. We go around the NFL, why Jerry told y'all to hold them international games, because he's not doing it. Next on the Get Right. All right, Vibe. Rigo Mendoza, all right. It's the get right with Reggie KG on 105.3 <laughs> The Fan. About to go around the NFL. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Apparently, you know, the vibes are immaculate behind the glass tonight for Rigo Mendoza. You feeling good back there, huh? As opposed to, you know, the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah, the vibes are immaculate back here. Wow. You just had They're the... not even playing. They, they get, they get they, shots look, from me all the time. Let me if they're not in the playoffs, they get shots from me. We're going to go around the NFL, but the Mavs will catch strays all season. All off season. After, you know, what happened this past year. So, yeah, strays are plenty for them. That's tough. <laughs> Boo, we'll this man. To hey, that's, that's what happens when you fall into the lottery. We're going to have a fascinating conversation about that a little bit later on in the show. We are. About this particular scenario, if presented. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. What would you do if you're the Mavericks, if you were presented with this particular scenario? That will be at 840 tonight here on the Get Right. Um I need to ensure the truckrate.com text line, 877-881-1053. Ain't, ain't no Dirk slander over here. Okay? <laughs> I don't know what you thought you heard. Uh, 903 or 817 or 214. Who else? Who else? 972. Go ahead and beat the allegations right quick. Let me tell you something. What Dirk Nowitzki did in 2011 is one of the greatest athletic achievements in the history Talk of sport. Him. Preach now. He ran through the Lakers. Who else? He ran through them Young Thunder. Oh, boy, he did. Then he told the Heatles, come hold this L. Come here. And got that franchise their one and only NBA championship. I tell people all the time, the Mavericks won the title they weren't supposed to win. Because in 06. That don't, that don't sound like you being the allegation. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Because in 06, you said they to win? that was the title that they should have had. And then, of course, we know what happened there. So you say, you say Dirk missed that one up? No, no. What are you doing? Relax. It's but right Dirk now. said, no, nah, I'm going to put this epic story here out for the world to see. I'm going to take out LeBron, D-Wade, 
Chris Bosh, South Florida, all y'all can hold that L, and I'm going to take this team to a title, and that's exactly what Dirk did. One of the most incredible titles in NBA history. Period. Period. Uh, relax. Who is this? Who is this? Uh, this was going around the NFL. 214. KG's going to be reading the news on the AM radio in Alaska if you keep, keep bad mouth Dirk. <laughs> relax. Relax. Wait, is that job just reading the newspaper? Because I feel like I would like that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, A17KG needs to get right with his stance on the 2011 match. Wow. He said Dirk was washed. That wow. is not, not wow. what I said. Wow. And 214, I don't think you uh, understand. I don't care if you think it is that way. I'm just like, what were those words you just said? I said, I don't care if he thinks that the show is that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. What All you right. thought I said? You just trying to run me out of the job tonight? What, what are you doing over there? Oh, no, it's fine. You, you want the show by yourself? I'm putting you on, you, the, you I'm want, putting you on the summer clearly jam Clearly, he wants a solo right show. Here, you heard it first. Reggie wants to get right all by himself. No, he, want me, he wants me out of here. You know me. He want to run the show by himself. You know me. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Always looking for extra work. Uh, <laughs> Let's go around there the, it is. There the it NFL. Is. That's right, A17. Beating Kobe, playing for a second. Three-peat makes that win even better than beating LeBron. I hear you. Oh, thank you, 817. You guys are great. Love you, too. We're all right. I think we're pretty great. Okay, cool. I like to think so. You're entitled to your opinion. We're serviceable human beings. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. The Houston Texans, shout out to them. They reached a three-year extension with Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason today getting a three-year, $36 million contract extension from the Houston Texans. The 29-year-old also gets a $10 million signing bonus. So shout out to Mr. Mason getting paid in March. Of course, the Texas acquired Mason from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a 2023 sixth round pick. And I mean, like the expectation, I think the the over under for the Texans next season is still six and a half, which might make that uh, that trade up, you know, trade that trading their first round pick for next year might make it a little, you know, dicey. However, they low key got a really nice offensive line put together like they are building the building blocks of of a good team. Are they going to be able to land the plane? I don't know. It's the Houston Texans, but that's kind of, they're they're building something there that is really intriguing. Well, the, for me, what makes this intriguing and relax, nine seven two KG, you sounded like old Maddenhead with uh, talking about Greg Jennings talking about Dirk. Don't you ever put me and Greg Jennings' name together in a sentence? Don't you ever do that? Whoa! Don't you ever do that? That clown on television. Whoa! Anyway. anyway uh, the commitment that they made to D'Amico Ryan's I thought was fascinating. They gave him, I think it was a five-year deal, five- mm-hmm. or six-year deal, uh, to be the head coach there. They got their franchise quarterback and C.J. Stroud, which they hope turns that way. They gave up, you know, a whole bunch to go get Will Anderson to make him their franchise pass rusher. They've got foundation there. Quarterback, edge rusher, foundational head coach that wants to be there and wants to build that program. So we'll see what Houston – can do as they continue to build build what they believe is a uh, a winner going forward uh, for them. A uh, really cool story here in the NFL. We'll get to uh, a couple of the highlights of the schedule, the release of the some of the schedule uh, as the full schedule will be released tomorrow. Wow, you just keep falling for the bait. No, well, here's because this was funny. Okay, um, from the eight one seven KG acting like Smush Parker of radio right now. <laughs> you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Reginald Atatula. Smush Parker, NBA champion, right? Oh, wow. You went that route. Yes, Smush Parker has oh, a ring. That's all I got to say. Okay, fantastic. Champion. Also, Smush Parker, un, like unnecessary uh, punching bag for Kobe. Kobe was so bad to that man. He's, for oh no reason. Oh, my God. For no reason. No reason. 
Uh, really cool story, though, in the NFL. Foster Moreau. Yes. Uh, he is going to sign with the Saints, the free agent tight end Foster Moreau, who was diagnosed with Hodgins, Hodgkin's lymphoma yes. uh, earlier this year, has agreed to a contract with the Saints, the team announced today. Uh, the, team, the terms were not disclosed, um, but it looks like it's a three-year deal worth $12 million, including $8 million guaranteed and $3 million in incentives. So congratulations to the 26-year-old um, who was diagnosed after a physical conducted by the Saints medical staff in March um, as a part of the free agency process. Moreau visited the Saints in New Orleans and visited the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's a pretty cool full circle uh, story for him to be able to sign with the Saints yeah. after all of that. Super happy that like after getting what for a lot of people would seem like just like a entirely earth-stopping diagnosis that he's able to continue to do something that he loves or at least wants to do, right? I don't know if he loves football like that. Like, that's that's not for me to decide. But it does seem like he really wants to do this. And, like, just the idea that he still has enough control of his life to be like, no, nah, I, I want to do this and I will continue to do this and no diagnoses will stop me, right? I, that's always going to be inspirational, I think, or aspirational, whatever the right word is in that moment. For anybody looking on, right, like these these diagnoses or whatever tr- uh, tribulations might come your way, you mm-hmm. can you can find a way to overcome them and still do things that are are near and dear and important to you. Uh, shout out to the NFL for getting this hyped over a calendar because tomorrow you'll have the full 2023 NFL, and we'll break it down right here on 105.3 The Fan. That's right. Um, the full schedule for the 2023 NFL season will be released tomorrow, but we got some leaks today. Go ahead and read it. No, I'm not going to. Go ahead and read it. We're going around the NFL. No, go ahead and read it. No, no, no. Just keep going. (laughs) Please. Please. Um, why don't they just move Jacksonville to London at this point? They're trying. Like, just give put, them, give them. They're trying. Just give them time. Put them over there at this point. <laughs> That's because the Jacksonville Jaguars will play not once but twice in London, and not only play twice in London, they're going to stay over there for two weeks because they're playing back-to-back games in London. Shout out to Shah Khan and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the official home team. Of England. Like, they haven't even been quiet about this. It's been very evident what they've been trying to do. Um, and look, I, I think, did I see correctly earlier today that Roger Goodell said that he could he could in, uh, envision a four-team division in Europe? Uh, All right, Raj. All right. Like, of course, that All would right. put Jacksonville over there. Yeah, no, look, I imagine uh, Jacksonville as a market isn't like a, a, a wildly strong one. And the idea of having a foothold... Um, Overseas, particularly in that area, with the the amount of money that you could tap into, is something that's large. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Shad Khan already has like business ventures out that way. He, he owns does. Fulham FC, yes, and such, which is based in London. Like, I, it it all makes sense. We've all we've see all seen this coming. This is just another step in the eventual. Like that's the thing about the NFL. I don't think they do anything that's like particularly profound or like something that was impossible to see coming. It's just the thing that makes a lot of money. It's it's big, dumb, and obvious, and it makes a lot of money. That's I, if I could cr- come up with a, a model for the NFL, <laughs> big, dumb, and obvious, and makes a whole bunch of money. Uh, the Jags will play back-to-back games October first and eighth. They will play against the Falcons at Wembley Stadium, and then play the Buffalo Bills uh, at Tottenham Hotspur uh, the following week. Yes, uh, the newest of those stadiums, and really, it's part of the design was to help facilitate some mm-hmm. football games if they had them there or when they had them there. The biggest takeaway from the international series that was released today, 
Jerry Jones and the Cowboys not a part of the international series. Oh, that was the question I want to ask. Do we know how many of those games are home games that the Jags are giving up? Because that's one of the things is sometimes you have to give up a home game. One. Only one. So at least one. Yeah, Jared Jones like, we're not giving up none, none of these home games. None of these home games. Not one. Y'all can hold that. AT&T Stadium and get all the home games it's supposed to get every single season. I am a little disappointed, though. We did find out the Black Friday game. It's going to be the Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, that's going to be playing on the why Black that, Friday. Why does that disappoint you? Because I was hoping that we're going to get Jets and Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day oh. with Aaron Rodgers taking on the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium on Thanksgiving. It doesn't happen, but... Well, so you can mess up your turkey? No, that would have been a lot of fun. I would have mm-hmm. been down for that. Okay. But we may get that game. Who knows? Again, the schedule will be released fully tomorrow. We may see that game maybe week one. Would you be down for Aaron Rodgers coming to AT&T Stadium against Big Mike? And the Cowboys week one at AT&T, would you be down for that? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch all these games. So, like, whenever it happens, cool. And That, that might give you a little insight to how you how I feel about the schedule release. But, yeah, no, like, I'll, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, that game it would do serious That'll numbers. Do. Um, by the way, the other international games, Ravens-Titans, they'll also play a Tottenham Hotspur. Dolphins-Chiefs. Ravens-Titans, that, that sounds like that's going to be a nasty football game. We love exporting just some of the nasty ones, don't we? Well, hopefully Malik Willis will be a part of that because, you know, there's that. Uh, Dolphins-Chiefs. They'll will Levis slander. <laughs> he can catch the slander for you. Wow, you. okay. Uh, Dolphins-Chiefs at Frankfurt and Colts-Patriots also uh, at Frankfurt. Like Stadium. I said, exporting gruel. <laughs> I mean, Dolphins Chiefs, though, that's a hell of a football yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, we, we gave that's one. A, that's a we good gave one. one. We gave him one. Yeah, I'm a little mad that that game is, you know, overseas because that, that would have been a hell of a game at Arrowhead Stadium. Right. We were like, you got to take this one. You got to take uh, you got to take Colts Patriots if you want to get Dolphins Chiefs, all right? Okay, so prediction. Who's going to have the coolest NFL schedule release from their social media group? I actually don't remember. Like, there's there's a couple of teams that actually do this really well, and I can't recall off the top of my head. The Bears have already given us a little bit of preview of theirs. Bears usually put a lot of effort into theirs, which is crazy because they don't put a lot of effort into the football team. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins is going to be a part of their schedule release. Okay, all right. Uh, who knows if Des Bryant may be a part of the Cowboys one? Who knows? Ooh. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. All right. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Cowboys usually do theirs pretty good. You know, Stephen A. Smith, you know, did the whole schedule release, you know, recently. Chicago, Chargers, the you know, actually, you know who actually does the coolest schedule release on their social media group? The Rams. Remember the Rams? Couple, I think it was a couple years ago. They had a Rams, whole yeah, like Rams movie. Did. Yeah, you know, with all the stars and that kind of thing. It's very good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Rams um, and their release there. So, full schedule tomorrow. You're gonna be ready for that calendar. That whole three hour special on the NFL Network. We will do a segment on the get right. <laughs> that is all I can promise. <laughs> I did trip around the NFL here and the schedule. On the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next here on the Get Right, what did we learn from the NFC East this offseason, including this for the Cowboys? We do it next on 105.3 The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.